0: Welcome to this series from Resurrection Life Church in Granville, Michigan. Today, Matthew, no, Mark, my favorite gospel, the gospel of Mark, all right? Chapter 16, Jesus said, He who believes and is baptized will be saved, all right? Now, uh, to help us, I want us to, because we think religiously, all right? And if, if you go into church very long, you hear the word saved and you think die and go to heaven. All right. But that not, is not what Jesus meant when he said that. Now, it's true. And I shouldn't say it's not what he meant. It's a small part of what Jesus meant. Right. The word that Jesus used was the word sozo. That's what it is in the Greek. Sozo. Right. And it literally means to save, to rescue, to deliver, to heal. The great Greek and Hebrew scholar, Dr. Schofield, in his study Bible, in his notes on Romans 1, verse 16, said that the Greek and Hebrew words include the meanings of safety, preservation, healing, soundness, that it is the great inclusive word of the gospel, gathering into itself all the redemptive acts and processes. You almost need to be a theologian to enjoy the rest of this. Justification, redemption, grace. Uh, propitiation, imputation, forgiveness, sanctification, and glorification. But when Jesus said you will be saved, one of the things that that means is this, that as a believer, you're saved from guilt, condemnation, and the penalty of sin. Now, Satan is described in the Bible as the accuser of the brethren. He comes along and he is constantly telling you how bad you are. Right? And anything that bad happens in your life, he tells you that is God just making you pay. Right? That is the penalty for what you have done. But what Jesus saved you from is he saved you from the penalty of sin. He saved you from the guilt and the condemnation. Now, by the way, what the devil does is he condemns you. He says, you're no good. God's mad at you. God's not going to bless you. God's not going to use you. God's not going to listen to your prayers. But what the Holy Spirit does is conviction. And he simply says, God loves you, come back to God. Turn your back on sin, come back to God. Being saved really means that he gives you dominion over the sin that's in your life. The habits, the addiction to sin. It's in 2 Corinthians 5, in verse 17, Where it says, therefore, if anyone be in Christ. Now, when that word, little phrase in Christ comes up, it means to be a Christian. It means to be in union with Christ in his death, burial, resurrection and ascension. Right. But it notice it says be in Christ. I've asked people before, are you a Christian? And this is what they'll say. They'll say, well, I'm trying to be. I hope I am. You know, I'll find out when I die. But the Bible doesn't say, if anyone be trying to be, if anybody hopes they are, right? The Bible says, if anybody be, this is kind of like being pregnant. You say to a lady, are you pregnant? She says, well, just a little. No, you are or you're not. There's not just a little, all right? You either be or you not be, all right? And the same thing when it comes to being in Christ. If you are in Christ, you are in Christ. You're not trying to be, hoping today be, someday going to be. You are. You are. You be in Christ. Then you are a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Now, the part of you that becomes new is not your physical body. It's not your mind. It's your spirit. You become, the living Bible says, a brand new person on the inside. I was brought up in church. I had to go. My parents made me go. I skipped maybe in twenty years. I probably skipped eight times, so I could watch Lassie. I pretended to be sick. Now you got to be old to know what that's all about. But there was this television program about a dog named Lassie, all right. And I wanted to watch Lassie, so I pretended to be sick. But it didn't work if I got sick at four. I had to get sick at one, because right? they were they knew if I just didn't get sick till four o'clock, it was faking it, all right. But they made me go, and I did not like church. Right. I didn't like the songs. I didn't like the preacher. I didn't like the sermons. I didn't like the Bible. I, I didn't like anybody that went to the church. I mean, I just didn't like it. understand? Right. For 20 years, they made me go. But finally, I'm 20 and I get saved. Now, here's what I thought. I, I didn't understand this at first. Right. But one day I get saved. And the next day, I want to pray. I want to read the Bible. I want to go to church. I want to hang around Christians. I want to worship. And you say, what happened to you? Well, I got a brand new want to her because that's what happens when you get saved. You become new. You become different on the inside. Your desires change. You become a brand new person on the inside. Now, Frank Borges is is the usher over in this section over here on first service. All right. So last week after service, Frank comes up and he says to me, he said, "Uh, I, I met this guy. And he told me that he went to grade school with you. And he told me he could tell all kinds of stories about you. And I said to Frank, I said, what he says is true, but it's not true. I said, because that person is dead. And there is a brand new person on the inside. Right? When you come to Christ, you see, you're new on the inside. Somebody says, yeah, but you did that. Yeah, you did what they said that you did, but you're not who they say you are. Because you're a brand new person. You are new in Christ, a new creature, a new creation. Now, the second thing that I want to mention when Jesus said you're going to be saved, sozoed, you're going to be literally delivered. Colossians 1, verse 13. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. I like the Barclay translation. He rescued us from the grip. Of the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Now notice it says that that the power of darkness, that's Satan and his minions, they had us in their grip. We were in their kingdom, under their domain, their sway. They had a grip on us. But what God does when you receive Jesus, it he takes you and he translates you out of the kingdom of darkness over here into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Right? That's into the kingdom of God. How many you ever seen Star Trek? It's like getting beamed up. He just beams you out of that kingdom, beams you right over into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Jordan translation says, It was the Father who sprang us from the jailhouse of darkness and turned us loose into the new world of His beloved Son. He calls it a jailhouse of darkness. Now, I remember before I became a Christian, I looked at Christians and I thought, I don't want to be one of those. You say, why? Because most of them looked like they'd been baptized in pickle juice. I mean, they were just like, I'm a Christian and it's so hard to live for God. Oh, you know, pray for me that I make it to the end. right. And they're like, don't you want to be a Christian like me? And I'm like, no. (laughs) All right. You you met those same people, didn't you? All right. Now, listen. This is what the Bible says. In Ephesians 2 and 10, this is what God has planned for you. The good life that he prearranged and made ready for you to live. I was reading a book this week. And it says that they took your DNA, right, and they laid it all out in a singular line, that your DNA is 47 million miles long. 47 million miles long. Every little bit of it is different. If any one thing was different in that DNA, you would be a different person. But God created you. He formed you exactly as you are, exactly the way that he wanted you to be in your mother's womb. And he formed you for, with a plan and a purpose. And when you are in God's plan and God's purpose, there is no place on earth where you will be more fulfilled, where you will have more joy than when you're right in the middle of God's plan and purpose. You see, somebody said, well, if I receive Jesus, he'll make me marry an ugly girl and go to Africa. <laughs> Look, at, listen, whatever he has planned for you will fulfill you to the maximum. It's the truth. Jesus said about the devil, he said he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He said, but I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly or have it to the maximum, right? When you're in sync with God, when you're a you, you have his nature down on the inside. When you're a part of the kingdom of God, flowing in God's plan and God's purpose for you, there is no place where you are more fulfilled, where you have more joy. Right? Now, what the devil tells you is the exact opposite. But you know what he is? He's a liar. He is a liar. Jesus said, he is a liar and the father of lies. He cannot tell the truth. Somebody came up to me a while back and said, the devil told me. And I said, well, whatever he told you, whatever the opposite is, that's true. The, The devil will tell you, you serve God, it'll be bad. But I got news for you. The devil's a liar. If you serve God, it will be good. It'll be abundant. It'll be the good life. It'll be the best life that you could possibly ever have. He rescued us out of the darkness and gloom of Satan's kingdom. Now, you might think you're living a good life, but the truth is, if you're apart from God, you're under the sway of the devil. You're in the jailhouse of darkness. You're in the gloom of Satan's kingdom. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. He takes you out of the kingdom of darkness. He translates you into the kingdom of the son of his love and his grip on you. It is broken. Now as we close I want us all to, I want you to repeat this with me. We're going to make this confession together. All right? I want you to repeat this. Say Satan. You have no right in my life. You have no right in my family. You have no right in my marriage. You have no right in my mind. Satan, you have no right in my body. You have no right in my finances. I am free from your kingdom. Translated into the kingdom of God. Living the good life. God prearranged and made ready for me. Thank you for listening to this series. For more information, call 616-534-4923 or visit us at reslife.org.